break into and navigate your career in the pharma and biotech industry we know how to teach you this is the biotech project from sales to medical affairs and everything in between we're talking about it no matter how you got here from here to your next role is up to you and we're here to help You'll hear from guests in every role, from CEO to sales, recruiters to hiring managers, the Biotech Project. Here are your hosts, Scott Resnick and Dr. John Walsh. Hey, what's hey. up, everybody? This is one half of your hosting duo. This is Scott Resnick joining you. And I am really excited about today's podcast because today I get to ask my co-host, Dr. John Walsh, a little about him. So I get to see what I can uncover that I don't already know about him because we do go Uh-oh. back a really long time. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is another episode of the podcast and we're decided to mix things up a little bit and I'll give you an opportunity to get to know uh, the other half of your hosting duo. Uh, a few weeks ago, I got a chance to speak and talk about what drives me and, and how I've kind of navigated my own project. But I am really excited to hear about John and, and uh, talk to him about his project through uh, his career. Um, you know, again, jump on our website at www.thebiotechproject.com where you can read our bios and you can like and follow us and you can join our mailing list and everything else. And of course, uh, any platform that you're on, the Biotech Project podcast is available. Um, if you can uh, go to some of the uh, some of the sites, it's lo- it's it's loaded as a video podcast. Some of them, it's an audio podcast. So whatever um, you know get you uh, to get an opportunity to listen to us, please jump in and do that. So check us out. But without further ado, I am super excited to introduce both my my co-host and my guest for today, Dr. John Walsh. What's up, John? Scott, how are you? Good, good. Super excited for uh, for this one. Yeah, I'm on the hot seat this week, it looks like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I know you're going to do a great job, but you know, why don't we kick it off? Tell us about, you know, how did you uh, how'd you get from you know from there to here? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, uh, as, as I've said before, by uh, background, my training, I'm a physician, and um, like many physicians, I never intended um, on being in the pharmaceutical industry. It was something that just kind of evolved, um, and frankly, part of it's your fault. So uh, I'll come back to uh, how that happened. Um, but actually, my training is in family medicine, and I practice family medicine and pre-hospital emergency medicine uh, and urgent care for, for many years, and um, always uh, really loved the emergency medicine piece and, and, and primary care piece, um, and was really happy doing what I was doing, but had the opportunity to, over time, slowly, to start to interact with the pharmaceutical industry. Um, my, To be frank, my, my only bias about pharmaceutical industry was... There were sales representatives. They came to your office. They taught you about a new product. Maybe they left samples for patients. Maybe they brought in lunch for the staff. Uh, many, many moons ago, they'd leave some pens and, and pads around. And, um, you know, that that was it. So that was my very narrow view of what, what pharma was about. 
Um, and as I got, where's, some, the, where's the sample closet? I need to make a drop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Those, those days look really different now. Right. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, I really got to know many of the pharmaceutical representatives that came into the office. Uh, I got to meet them. I got to meet some of their colleagues in the medical science liaison world. I got to meet some of their managers. I got to meet some of the executives from companies if they came in to do a visit. And I realized there was a lot more that was out there. And over time, I had the chance to do a little bit of um, contract speaking and some, some contract uh, work with uh, a few different companies, which again, increased my exposure to the industry. Um, and, and while I was in practice, I was also one of the uh, medical directors for our emergency medical system, which Scott and I, Scott mentioned on a, on a prior episode, Scott and I were both uh, EMTs and paramedics uh, many years prior and had the opportunity to work together. Um, so I was doing some work as an EMS medical director, uh, aside from my practice, and had the chance to start uh, using certain uh, products on our ambulance and started looking into doing some research uh, with one of those particular products. Uh, and coincidentally, one of those products happened to be manufactured by a company that Scott had been working for. So I uh, spoke to Scott on a regular basis and mentioned I thought it would be a good idea and, and very interesting to start to use this product because I, I truly believed that that product could help a lot of patients and evolve the standard of care uh, for, the, for the treatment of that disease with, with people in, in an acute care setting. So um, Scott then introduced me to even more people uh, behind the scenes on the medical side um, that, that helped discuss with me what the possibilities were about doing investigator-initiated uh, trials. Uh, so got to know that world a bit. And um, on an earlier episode, Scott mentioned he had the opportunity to do some pre-hospital emergency medicine uh, work with a particular company in the marketing side, um, which was a natural progression for me was to be able to help as a physician provide some consulting about what that might look like. Uh, so myself and a few other physicians from the emergency medicine space uh, worked with that company and with some of Scott's leadership actually. And um, then I really got an idea uh, because I was actually working, going up to the company, working in the, in the conference rooms with them on different projects and found it to be super, super interesting. Uh, one day I got a call from uh, one of the folks from their medical team asking if I would ever be interested in, in taking a role in industry. And frankly, never, I had never really considered it as a full-time option. I always thought I could do some consulting for the industry, um, but I had the, the chance to go up and spend a day and speak with the team at, at that company and really, really, really liked what I saw. I met a whole bunch of really great people, super smart people uh, who were motivated and excited about bringing these products to market. So with that, um, I remember my flight got delayed uh, on the way, the way out of uh, Massachusetts, and I'm sitting at Boston Logan chatting with my wife on the phone about, you know, how did the interviews go? How was your day at the company? And I said, you know, it was really great. I said, the only challenge is if, if I took one of these roles, we'd probably have to relocate. And um, she was all about it. She said, you know, why not? Uh, if it's something that's interesting, it, it could be really different uh, and it could be exciting for you and for our family. So we took the chance and, and I said, you know, but I, I have this practice back home and, and I'm doing all this work with 
EMS and it's something I love. And she gave the very sage advice of, you know, it's not a prison sentence, it's a job. If, if it's something that doesn't work for you, it, it's not something that makes you happy. Well, you, you happen to have a medical degree and you can always come back. And I said, well, that's pretty wise advice and seems pretty obvious. But sometimes at the moment, you when you're in the middle of things, you don't get it, right? You don't see it. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's funny because I think back to those days, right? And um, I, I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, you, you've said that um, the conversations that we've had and the way I've, you know, introduced you to folks in industry and, and you know, um, got you involved with different things has, has made a big difference in your career. And, and I will say, I'll give you credit. I don't know if I've, you know, had this conversation with you, at least not in many, many years, but, um, you know, as I was developing my own career and I was at a startup with kind of a, a, a drug that was difficult because of the economics to, to really get going. And while I was doing good, I wanted to do great. And I had all these ideas, but I needed somebody to kind of help me pull through. You know, you and I were, were very close when we rode as volunteers together when you were in uh, college and, and I was in college, but then I was getting ready to graduate. You went away to med school. We really didn't see each other for mm -hmm. a number of years. Sure. And you had finished med school, gone through residency. And I walked into one of my yeah. doctors that I covered their office and you were sitting in the waiting room with your, your, uh, eventual partner. You were waiting to have an interview to get, um, to, to get credentialed for one of the local hospitals. And we That's hadn't true. seen each other in years. And yeah. we started talking and I told you I was in industry and you told me how to practice. And, you know, that, that was, that kicked off, you know, phase two of our uh, friendship. So, you know, that day, I, I still remember it like it was yesterday. It was, you know, in, in West Babylon, New York on yeah. Sunrise Highway. Yeah. We don't, I won't say the, uh, the practice name, but, you know, walking in and, and seeing you and, and your partner and, you know, that kick started a whole new um, section of, of my career. So I, I think what's important is um, to make sure that, that people look at, at every opportunity, like you said, right? If I didn't see that as an opportunity to, you know, share thoughts with you and you didn't eventually, you know, give me uh, an opportunity to share my thoughts, you know, or, or your thoughts with me about coming into industry, we might not be having this podcast conversation. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you, I, I will say one thing. If if, you, if I looked back five years ago, 10 years ago, and said, do you think you'd be here today? I, I'd tell you, you were crazy. I, I never would have expected to be where I was. I thought I'd go to medical school, see some patients, practice my whole career, and die on my porch somewhere. Um, I, I never expected to be doing this. And you know what? Um, things like you just described, uh, are exactly how that happens. So keeping an open mind for, for things that come your way and, and welcoming different ideas and being accepting to change is super important. And I, I still remember that day too, just coincidentally sitting in that waiting room, sitting right next to you. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but after I came into industry, I, I really loved the role that I had in, in that first company. And uh, I learned tons. Uh, I did a lot of work in medical affairs. I did some work in clinical development um, due to some restructuring and changing and, and buyouts in the organization. I got to do roles that I never anticipated I'd be able to do. Uh, and, and I got to see so many things. I got to work in global environments. I got to work in local environments. It was really cool. Um, just like every company, things change. Um, and as time went on, I started to realize that 
um, the area within that company that I was starting to work in was probably going to be be um, trailing down, and other parts of the company were going to start becoming more um, in focus. So just happened to pick up a phone call from a recruiter one day and heard about a great role at, a, at another uh, very prominent uh, mid-sized company in the uh, neurology space. And I had a chance to go there and uh, launch a number of products in, in neurodegenerative disease, most, mostly uh, multiple sclerosis and some other conditions, uh, worked mostly in medical affairs there. Uh, but just like as opportunity presents itself and we met that day, um, I, I was actually given the the uh, honor and the opportunity to go to a medical affairs leadership academy. And as part of that, um, McKinsey used to run this. And as part of that, I, I had to do a, a capstone project and always wanted to get really more ingrained on the business side as well to really round out my career. And as a result of that, I did some work on our program team. Uh, and the program team at this company... Uh, the purpose of it really was to coordinate the business side of of the the day to day activities for that company across all functions within within that brand. So started doing some work there. Really loved what I was doing there, and then had the opportunity to join one of our program teams and got to participate uh, in the launch of one of the the bigger neurology products uh, that was brought to market and learned tons and tons. Uh, and I had. Uh, been there for quite some time and frankly, probably could have even stayed longer. I was learning so much. And then the opportunity to come back to the medical affairs function and lead our medical director team uh, in the U.S. across all uh, of our therapeutic areas uh, became available. And sometimes, like anything else, you have to strike while the iron is hot. So came back to U.S. medical, ran that team, really, really enjoyed it, got to learn a lot more about some different therapeutic areas. Excuse me. And uh, then uh, from there, spent a little while uh, doing that, launching other products, and was recruited off to another company to again work in neurodegenerative disease um, at a company where, coincidentally, as luck would have it, you and I uh, both worked again in the future. And I got to hear the keynote address that you mentioned weeks ago um, about your having um, renal cell carcinoma. So um, it, it's funny how the industry is a small place and it brings people back Very. together, uh, and, and you never know where people end up over time. So that was super cool. And we had the chance to cross paths again, uh, from there had the chance to, to, uh, move up, uh, further in my career and actually start heading up medical affairs organizations outside of, uh, the organizations that I was in prior, uh, had the chance to work for a small, uh, startup company. And uh, had done that for, for quite a while. Unfortunately, their product didn't make approval. Um, did a little bit of uh, pharma consulting from that point on um, and really have been enjoying the ride doing that and uh, really looking forward to where the, where the future goes. And like I said earlier, keep that door open. And uh, you know, I'm always looking for things that are exciting, things that bring value to patients. So uh, for me... This has been an awesome, awesome, awesome journey, and uh, I'm excited to share it. So, you know, you've had multiple roles that I've uh, had the pleasure of, of seeing you in and hearing about. Is there a particular role that, you know, if it was the last role you had that you'd be like, this was this was a great role. I, I love this in particular. Yeah. Um, 
I will say I had the opportunity to launch a drug in a rare disease while I was at one of uh, the companies I was in. And um, that drug uh, was really kind of the first of its kind. And it was launched for um, people who had a very severe neurodegenerative disease. Uh, and, and some of these people actually from birth on uh, were affected and some didn't live beyond a few months. Um, it was the only drug that I ever worked on where the placebo was zero and the effect of the drug um, was was tremendous compared to it. And the the personal satisfaction of being able to be part of bringing a drug like that to market where it altered the natural history of that disease was incredible. In fact, I stayed at the company for a while and when I was when I was finishing up, um, they were doing trials uh, for using this drug as early on from when children were born. And years later, we were, we were actually talking to pediatricians who were doing their clinical exams in uh, the, the clinical trial program, talking to children and saying, hey, get back here, because they were running away from the exam table when natural history, theoretically, those kids might not even be here. So for me, it was super, super gratifying, super exciting to be in um, that rare disease space where we were able to um, work with um, the, the underlying biology to be able to change the natural uh, history of that disease. And in fact, some of the, the work that I'm doing at the moment is, is not in that exact same disease state, but with a very similar technology. So um, for me, things circle around and I'm having a chance to kind of relive that. So, so as we said in, in, a, in a prior episode, that's what's so rewarding, right? You, you get to really affect people's lives um, in, in so many ways. And, and in this case, uh, I could definitely say I was part of an effort that went on to um, save and improve people's lives. So to me, so rewarding, and and I'll never forget it. In fact, I remember that drug got a, a, um, approved just days before Christmas, and uh, kudos to the entire team at that company. Um, people basically said, we're going to work straight through Christmas. We're going to work straight through the holiday shutdown that the company had. Um, because it's so important. Every day matters to those kids. Uh, every single minute matters. And if we take Christmas off, it's one extra day that we get delayed in bringing those drugs uh, to the people who need them. Uh, so there was such excitement and such dedication um, and, and really shout out to the, to the people that I worked with, uh, my colleagues from that, from that effort. It was just super, super amazing. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely the wins that we uh, we remember and, and, you know, that we use to get us through some of the tougher times because, you know, the one thing that uh, if you're not in this industry that's hard to understand is um, those are uh, much less common than the challenges, especially on your side of the table with medical affairs. I saw a statistic once for every 10,000 molecules, one will, re will, will recover its cost to develop. One. Sure, sure. So... You know, that's, I think, something that people don't um, hear enough is that um, a good organization will take a win and put it right back into bringing that next win to market because it's going to be, you know, a ways off. Sure. And um, and I, I do want to say as we get ready to wrap up this episode that um, I also want to uh, thank you because as well as your leadership in bringing these great products to market and, and helping bring this information to uh, key opinion leaders and, and physicians across the globe. Um, you also continue to 
do uh, pre-hospital emergency medicine and on a, a federal level. So, of course, with the, um, you know, the, the COVID era that we've been in, I, I want to uh, give you a thank you for your service as um, uh, Dr. Walsh is also a, uh, a member of our federal um, disaster medical response teams and has done a, a lot. Uh, in in a little bit of time to help keep people uh, safe and and alive and and get them through difficulties with COVID. So, of course, thank you for continuing to do that. And uh, thank you for everything you do uh, every day, John. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. I mean, just like you, um, uh, pre-hospital emergency medicine and emergency medicine has always been uh, dear to my heart. Uh, It's something I hope to always do in, in one form or another. Um, and a shout out also to my colleagues at uh, the National Disaster Medical Response Teams, uh, an amazing group of people. Um, for anybody who doesn't know much about them, and most people don't, uh, feel free to look them up, NDMS. Um, they work under the uh, Health and Human Services uh, Division of the federal government and uh, teams of doctors, nurses, respiratory therapists, pharmacists, carpenters, security personnel. Um, completely self-sufficient teams that go to respond uh, to these events. Uh, As Scott mentioned, we did a bunch of stuff with COVID last year. These teams go to just about every major disaster, hurricane, um, whether it's a natural disaster, a man-made disaster, there's somebody from your state um, responding to them. uh, And and most people don't even know that they're out there. So uh, it's something I love, something I'm super passionate about. And uh, so thanks for that, Scott. Yeah, definitely didn't want to let that go. But uh, everybody, thanks for joining us on this uh, latest episode, this little uh, sneak into the, uh, the the life of life and career of Dr. John Walsh, my co-host and uh, my good friend for uh, 30 plus years at this point. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Like I said, visit the website, like us uh, on whatever platform you're listening to and do us a favor and share. If you can go on to LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, share an episode. Make sure that one of your friends, one of your colleagues that might not know about us uh, starts to hear about us. As we grow, it gives us the opportunity to grow in what value we can bring to all of you. So thank you, everybody, and take care. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to The Biotech Project. Scott and John have 50 years of combined expertise with roles that have covered everything from frontline sales to senior vice president of medical affairs scott and john are industry veterans equipping you with knowledge from guests in every role from ceo to sales recruiters to hiring managers we hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information we'll be back soon but in the meantime check out the website at www.thebiotechproject.com And for questions and comments, send an email to hosts at thebiotechproject.com. See you next time.